Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Oderico, and joining me is LPJ professional Cindy Miller, and we are your hosts. We're broadcasting live every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the blogtalkradio.com network, bringing you some of the best golfers, teacher professionals, and entrepreneurs helping to elevate women's golf. We're so glad you decided to join us this morning, so grab your coffee and let's get started. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Rico, and right alongside, of course, is LPGA professional and Legends Tour player Cindy Miller, and we are your hosts here on the Women of Golf Show. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Ted. How are you today? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, another beautiful sunny day here in Florida, and um, always excited to, uh, to be here with you Tuesday mornings on the show. And I know we've got a great show for, uh, this morning. We've got a couple of Fantastic guests uh, coming up here in just a second or two uh, is going to be L- a teaching professional, uh, Suellen Northrup. And then a little bit later on in the show, we're going to be joined by the uh, regional sales manager for V1 Sports, uh, Mandy Von Fee, is going to be joining us uh, a little bit later on in the broadcast. But we're always uh, excited to, to have some, some great, interesting guests on the show. And I just want to remind everybody that the Women of Golf is brought to you by iGolf Sports Network and Golf Tips Magazine. Uh, iGolf Sports uh, is a live stream broadcast and media production company providing top quality programming designed to attract the golfing enthusiast. And Golf Tips, the game's most in-depth instructional magazine, offering insightful reviews on the latest equipment, tips from top PGA and LPGA teacher professionals, all designed to help improve your game from tee to green. So subscribe today at golftipsmag.com. All right, let me uh, just tell the folks a little bit about uh, our first guest this morning. Uh, and then we will uh, we will bring her on live with us. Uh, as I mentioned, her name is Suhan Northrup. Uh, she is a, an LPGA teacher professional, a player, and a coach. Uh, she has been uh, uh, head professional at Peak and Peak Resort uh, in New York, also the Seven Springs Golf and Country Club in Newport, Richley, Florida, and also director of golf at Bristol Harbor, uh, also in New York, and has established the Suhan Northrup Golf School at golf clubs and resorts in New York and Florida, and she also uh, played uh, some junior college golf and uh, also played on uh, uh, some of the uh, um, professional tours as well. So, uh, Cindy, let's welcome our very special guest this morning, Sue Ellen Northrup. Good morning, my friend. Hello there. How are you? I'm doing great. Are you in Florida? I am. I'm in Palm Beach. Actually, Palm Beach Gardens. Uh, Are you staying there all summer? I think I am. Last summer I went to Minnesota and helped out our current LPGA um, Teacher of the Year, Cheryl Mays. Since, as you know, Cheryl's on her crutches, uh, I tried to help her out. She gets so busy up there. But I don't think I'm going to venture anywhere. I think I will stay here. Good for you. Ted, I have to give you a fact here about Sue Ellen. Sue Ellen is from just down the road where I live, and my mother and her mother used to play golf together. And Sue Ellen helped me win my first ever club championship, which I was on a mission to win because the woman who had won it for the previous 
10 or 15 years had beaten my mother. And there was a little <laughs> bit of revenge going on there. And I, that's um, right. <laughs> yeah. My mom had won it forever. And dear sweet Nancy, who I saw on a walk yesterday, by the way, she's doing great. She um, too. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah, she was kicking my mother's butt, and they wouldn't let me play in the club championship till I was 18 because they knew I would kick all their butts. And so Sue Ellen <laughs> came over to the club, and she helped me, and I won by 19 shots. So there. <laughs> I so still wow. remember that. You still, she still had ladies' clubs, and I lent her my men's shafted three-wood for her to play so that she could hit her drive. She hit it so far past everybody. Everyone was in awe, so. I still remember that, Cindy. It does not seem that long ago, but it certainly is. It was. And then the second part of this is she is a fantastic singer, and she sang at our wedding. Oh, wow. I did. A thousand years ago. Yes. Yeah. And and tell them what uh, (laughs) Joanne Carner said. This is so good. Yeah, Joanne Carner. Uh, oh well, the, actually, the 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 preface, real quick, to this story is that Cindy had never heard me sing, and I asked her to sing at her wedding, and she had never heard me. And at rehearsal, I was so tempted to just warble something, but she hadn't heard me sing. And so, um, when I finished, I went out the back door before I saw Cindy. I went out the back door, and Joanne Carner had stepped out to have a cigarette. And as she puffs on her cigarette, she says, "Nice set of pipes, kid." So that was kind of fun. And then when I got around to the Yep. And then when I got around to the front, Cindy is giving me a fist like she's gonna hit me. I don't know what. She said, You told me Oh, and she had mascara on her um on her veil and she was not happy with me because I made her cry during the Lord's Prayer and uh she's <laughs> pumping her fist and I said, What? She said, You told me you could sing. You didn't tell me you could sing. <laughs> that's a bit of fun this girl can sing she's got a lot of talent and I love her so now I'll shut up and you can ask her a question right I do um, say though I saw you at four LPGA uh, players wedding besides oh, yours wow. so that's kind oh. of fun well there fun you go fact. was I the first one I want to be the first one. Oh yes yes and you're okay, good. one of the few that are still married <laughs> Well, there was a shaking ground in the middle, but God yeah. said, nope, 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 stay there and suffer. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Very good. And now I'm glad I did. Uh, I'm sure you are. Yeah. What a great, uh, you know, what a great story to to have, you know, obviously two friends like that to, uh, you know, to come together here, um, you know, on the show. I think it's fantastic. And, you know, obviously we're going to talk some golf, but um, it, it's great to, you know, this is one of the things I, you know, Cindy, I think that we enjoy about doing this program is you get to hear a lot of backstories to people's lives. It's not, you know, obviously we're here, uh, again, it's a golf show. And we're going to talk about things specifically golf related, but it's kind of nice sometimes to get, uh, you know, sort of put a little bit more human interest to uh, our guests and stuff. And I think that's fantastic. And, you know, obviously you guys have known each other for uh, quite some time, both professionally, but um, also uh, personally, and uh, I think that's really, really cool. Now, one quick question before we get on to some, some golf talk, uh, Sue Ellen. What was the song that you sang at her wedding? Oh, I sang several. So, uh, But it was the Lord's Prayer that made her cry. So, so that's mm-hmm. probably the most memorable. I'm not even sure I remember what the other two songs were. But I do remember singing when you, as your mother walked in. So that was kind of cool. Awesome. Awesome. Very too, good. I don't remember. It's almost 40 years ago, Ted. <laughs> I know it. 
no excuse. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, one of the, I think, Sue Ellen, one of the difficulties that, you know, as teach professionals we have is helping our, our clients understand what it is we're trying to teach. And I think sometimes we get too technical. We get too, you know, excited with all the latest technology out there. We kind of get ourselves sometimes get wrapped up in it. And students have a hard time absorbing that information because they weren't there at the, at the clinic or they weren't there um, to learn about all this technology. So what do you do to help some of your clients simplify their golf learning. It's a difficult process sometimes. It's a challenging game, as we know. But what do you do with your clients to help make it an easier and understandable transition? Well, thanks, Ted. That's, uh, I think you summed it up very well. And my uh, passion in life has been able, it has been to know so much about the technology and so much about the golf swing that I can simplify. And one of the things mm-hmm. that has helped me do that is uh, Jim Hardy and Chris O'Connell from Plain Truth. Um, They approach everything as if we only care about ball flight and how impact Mm -hmm. is influencing ball flight. So uh, when I used to look at golf swings, I mean, I've been teaching more than 40 years, as Cindy indicated. I would look at the golf swing and see what I didn't like, what didn't look good to me since I'm such a visual learner. I would look at it and and try to come up with what was making that move, so to speak, um, make the ball do something, and then I would try to fix it, which meant that if I had someone who had a very peculiar golf swing and has had a peculiar golf swing, as we have all seen that lady who takes the golf club up and around and so across the line that she's going to put it through one ear and out the other, it, it <laughs> I wasn't as successful. So what's been fabulous is everything is down to what their ball is doing. Therefore, what is the club doing? Therefore, all I have to do is add something that neutralizes that. So if you can imagine a, a, you're, you're doing an accounting system and you have pluses and minuses, and I don't mean goods and bads, but you have plus, and I don't mean debit and credit, but you have two sides, and all we have to do is get them neutral at impact. And I think it's perfect that we just had the wonderful match that was on this weekend because you look at those golf swings, and Matthew is up way up across the line. DJ is up there with his shut face, and then Rory looks pretty perfect. And you know, you just had so many different backswings, but wow, what was impact? So if you base it on ball flight and you know what's happening at impact, I no longer have to care about what it looks like. But now I can get right to the let's make your ball flight do something different. So it's been amazing. Yes, it's been very amazing. And you guys come from the point of view, I love that you support the tours and have people talking uh, about uh, the mini tours and um, mm-hmm. tournaments, and I think that keeps everyone's interest up. But I have lots of clientele. I'm in Palm Beach, so I'm uh, in a very me-too, me-only society. It's all about me. It's all <laughs> about me. They want to pay for a lesson, right. and they want to change their ball flight. And if you use examples for models of this or this, uh, they really don't care. They just 
just fix me. So it's been pretty amazing how you can go about doing that. So my first probably uh, six balls that they hit, I don't look at the golf swing. I look at the ball flight. I look at whether they hit the ground or not. And then decide, are they too steep and narrow? Are they too shallow and therefore probably too wide? Um, what's happening with ball flight and does it have some consistency? And it usually does. They say, oh, I hit it left and right. But if they're hitting a slice one time and a pull another time, we know they're on the steep side. So I, right. what do I do to have them not be steep? So I don't know what do you if uh, you've uh, thought of that approach that we really don't care what their golf swing looks like, at least for these people. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point because, you know, when you look at um, the um, the modern-day golfer, and I'm talking about tour players, as opposed to, say, 20, 30 years ago, they're all pretty much cookie-cutter today. They all kind of look the same, very similar. There's a few, um, you know, on the men's tour particularly, like Jim Furyk or something that has a little bit different, you know, a little loop at the top or Freddie Couples. But most of the professionals today have a very similar-looking uh, golf swing. It, it's almost manufactured, but you look again back yeah, 20, 30 years ago and right. And everybody was, you know, you had your extremes like Elite Trevino and, and even Nicholas to some point was a little bit different. Uh, but what do you think has you, been, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, but you also had Ricky who was way around and Matthew who was way mm-hmm. up uh, even last right. weekend. So it's, it's not totally true. And, and one of the um, main things of the plain truth is that Jim Hardy and Chris O'Connell have been such great mentors in that they don't believe there is one way to swing a golf club. And I remember Alan saying there really isn't one one way. Everybody feels differently. And I know I listened mm-hmm. to your podcast uh, with his tip for Joanne Carner and Joanna, Joanne Carner's tip for him. And that was so based on whether the club was, too steep or too shallow. Uh, right. So I think that I really think that we have to, when they say we have to get back to fundamentals, Chris O'Connell and Jim Hardy have pointed out, but there are two sets of fundamentals. And as teaching professionals, we often get so into our bias that we aren't willing right. to go another way. I can give you a quick example of that. Um, sure. Go ahead. If you, well, if you're watching ball flight, let's say we have someone who has hit off their right foot their entire life, and they go, they say, I don't take many lessons because all they tell me is to shift my weight to my left side. Mm-hmm. And they come to me, and I look at them, and I say, gee, I, I know that you could play golf. And they say, well, no, I'm really bad. I hang them back on my back foot. And I said, yes, that's what tells me you can play golf because you are so steep coming down into the ball so steeply that you found a way to shallow it out and two shallowing things are open the face and hang back. So if you time it right, very good. You've done that well. Well, if we take away one of the steepening things that you have going on coming down into the ball, I'm going to have to warn you that you are probably going to top these first two or you might whiff it altogether. So that's because we are, you are throwing in on our ledger sheet 
uh, of accounting that it was coming so steeply you threw in the shallowing. Well, if I can do away with the steepening, you're not going to have to shallow anymore and you will then move forward. So my company's name and my uh, website is Suddenly Better Golf. And the reason I say Hmm. suddenly is that I want to be able to fix you in two or three swings. And that doesn't mean you can do it. We all know you have to practice golf, but now that you've done right. something different with the golf club, all of a sudden there's a different result. And I think that's what things like uh, TrackMan have enabled us to do, but then we get so enamored with the numbers that we right. are, get too confusing for people. Right, and that's exactly the point I was making is, you know, I think that, you know, I think we would all agree that technology has been, um, you know, a blessing in many ways, but it, it, it can be somewhat of a curse, too, for the teaching professional if they get too entrapped by it. And, um, you know, I, I've heard students say, um, you know, that their their instructor's not even looking at them anymore. They're just looking at a screen or a monitor and, and yeah, um, right. you know, they're just, you know, and, and the problem is that you lose that interaction, number one. Um, and you can't really teach effectively, I don't believe, that way. But um, it's just an interesting uh, um, uh, thought um, I just wanted to throw out there. Cindy, go ahead. So, the, you know, I love you for many reasons, but that is so true because no one tries to miss it on purpose. And, That's right. and so many of our students have a bad experience. Anybody that plays golf has had a bad experience. So that makes them a little skeptical and leery to come for a different lesson. So it's so funny because maybe it's because of where we're from that we, you know, it's not the high rent district and it's like, you know, I'm going to fix you and it's not going to cost much and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, you're done. I call myself the 30-minute quick fix at Queen and, you know, you're going to fix them in two or three swings because that's the way it needs to be, efficient and, you know, but – the mindset that you have, I admire because you're such a servant. I'm here to help and not criticize, not condemn, not tell you everything you're doing wrong. I'm going to fix you. So thank you for that. So why do yeah, you love well, teaching? Thanks. Uh, I love teaching because uh, I can get into the science, but I'm not teaching science. I'm teaching people. And I love that uh, they are so different. And golf swings can be very different too, but it's just the um, the ease that I and I probably because of like you said where we come from. I was an unsuccessful getting on the tour person, as you know. I missed it so many times by just a couple strokes, and so I never did get to play the tour. And that was not my passion. I knew I was a teacher from the time I was teaching Cindy Kessler on the lesson tee at. Uh, at your golf club and so I've always been a teacher and knew that but I wish wanted to play the tour because I thought it might be better to say my information is better because I played the tour but that hasn't been so my information has has been helpful even to tour players so that that's my reward and I, I always go by the statement um, um, tell me and I forget teach me and I remember Involve me, and I learn. So that's kind of been awesome. my motto for the 40-whatever years I've been teaching. 
Awesome. Very good. Let, let me ask you, um, Sue Ellen, you know, you've mentioned a couple things already, but what are some of the misconceptions that a lot of students have? What is it they don't, they don't get? Number one, besides not practicing enough, um, but what are some of the specific things that you more, more often come across with your students, that some of the issues that they're just not seeming to, to grasp? Well, I think that's uh, on in more instructors' parts than anything. I think we name things, and then it becomes right or wrong. Like I get people all the time, I have to swing from the inside, I don't want to come over it. And they may be dropping the club so far under, they're so shallow, they're hitting fat and thin, so the club is coming so shallow, so in to out, that they're just, they hit drop kicks and they hit pushes and then they hit hooks. And they're trying so hard to come from the inside. And I watch people on the driving range standing there and just taking the club so far around behind them. Or they're up high and then trying to drop it under plane. I, I think it's the misconceptions, uh, for one, uh, because things are made right and wrong correct and incorrect they're not that's why it's been so great for me to make it steep or shallow now that isn't right or wrong we look at um, at Ricky Fowler's golf swing and it goes so around him but the club face is square to that arc that he makes his arc he just is very arcing very rotary kind letting the club swing around his body perfectly correct and then uh, what Nicholas did going straight up and down, our industry all of a sudden swings to that and said, oh, you have to go up and down when you swing. And then we lost the Ben Hogan idea. So I think it's more on our industry that we go with the fads and we make things correct and incorrect. And, uh, and they also tell you all the things that's happening with your body. And if a person has not lo- learned what the club is supposed to do and where they're supposed to swing the club, uh, and then they can't do what they want to do with the golf club. So when you ask me, I think that the, the problem is that people don't learn golf from where, what the club does with the body supporting. They try to add tour player that gets more and more body and less and less hands and arm swing but you have to have learned the hands arms squaring the club face first before you know that so I would say club motion with the body supporting has to be learned first and then the belief system that the face goes toward the target is totally untrue the face is staying square to the arc so it's perpendicular to the arc as it goes around so we used to teach you know the stand there with the baseball swing and put your arms up in the air and swing it and the club head had release and and I think we have to get people to realize that we do have to make the golf club do something. And so that's what I think gets missed in our instruction. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, just going back to something you said, you know, it's interesting that the industry has changed so much over the years. As you said, every time, you know, um, somebody comes out with a different theory or what have you and they're, you know, I think one of the dangers is trying to put everybody in the same box uh, because we are sure uniquely is. different. And, you know, we've, we've had, and I'm not knocking any, but I'm just going to name, you know, we had the stack and tills and then we had, you know, the A swing and we had this B swing and, you know, this sort of thing. Right. And you, you can't package 
a golf swing that way. What might work for you may not necessarily work for me and, and vice versa. And you're exactly right. I think that we, you know, we have to look at things a little bit more realistic. And this is what I was talking about earlier too, with even with the technology is um, there's a lot of people that are not going to adapt to um, and, and benefit necessarily from all the technology. They just want to come out. They just want to hit the ball better. They want to do this. And, you know, sometimes, as you said, the instructors get wrapped up in things. So it it can make it very challenging at times. And I I think this is where, as an instructor, you have to listen first and really listen to what your students are asking for and what they're saying. For sure. uh, And what their concerns about and then build around that. Um, Cindy, go ahead. So I'm just brain dead. Well, what I was thinking was... uh, what do you look at first when you walk up to the person and they have been warming up? Uh huh. You know, I watch the ball. As I walk, and, and, yeah, as I walk up, I'm looking. Uh, the person's been hitting golf balls there for five or ten minutes while they've warmed up and wait for me to come over. And I walk over and there is not. Now, that I do teach off mat sometimes too, but if it's on the ground, uh, I walk up and there is not a mark on the ground. And so when I say, did you hit any golf balls? And they say, oh, yeah, I hit I hit um, 15 or so golf balls. And there's not one mark on that ground. Or maybe there's one, but it's the size of a plate. Well, I already have yeah. some ideas of what we're going to be working on. And then I'm going to try to get them to realize what's happening and what the golf club is doing. Uh, Also, if you interview them with, so this is kind of the antithesis of looking at their launch angle or looking at their uh, angle of approach, uh, what's your favorite club? So if they say driver and they say, uh, I hate hybrids, well, you kind of... and I, no, I love hybrids, and I like driver as my favorite. You know they swing pretty shallowly, and this person that you're looking at hasn't made a mark on the ground. You ask them what clubs they hit. Oh, I started with a wedge, and then I hit a seven. We know we have someone who is so shallow that they don't get down to the ball, which everyone right. thinks is lifting up. But it isn't necessarily lifting up. They could be swinging up or swinging so far to the right because they're trying to get the ball up in the air that they just barely touch the ball. So – I think using our information, I mean, I love the gadgets and and to learn more about it, but I need to take that learning and be able to so simplify it that all the calculations are going on in my head and they're not coming out of my mouth. You know what right. I find? I um, Again, it goes back to anybody that's played golf or taken a lesson has had a bad experience. And I, and I kind of... Um, help them understand that I understand and I know they're not trying to miss it on purpose and that maybe their preconceived notions and perceptions and what they've been told might not be right. And when I help them understand that and change their mindset, everything changes. Yeah. You find totally that? true. Right. Oh yeah. It's yeah, like one of immediately. My other, right. One of, immediately. That's why I said it's suddenly better golf it's immediately. Uh, one of the other quotes I go by is uh, from Ken Blanchard, and it's the key to improving your golf is to catch yourself doing things right. 
Yeah. Not what did I do wrong mm. on that one? What did I do wrong on that one? But catch yourself mm. doing things right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think that's a, a that's a great point to bring up because you know, quite often students will say everything that they've done wrong, but they don't really fully yeah, understand correct. what it is doing right. And and what we say to them, it's like anything. I mean, you know, if you, if you go back to our earlier days in school, there were certain teachers that you gelled with very well because they had a, a very positive message. And that doesn't mean that they didn't point out, you know, things that could be improved upon, but they didn't come out and tell you everything that you did wrong. And the teachers that did do that usually were not in your 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 fan favorites, if, if for lack of better words, because all they did was criticize and, and, and talk about things that you weren't doing right. So I think, you know, what we say to the students and how we approach things um, can make a world of difference. And I think it gives them uh, that positive message to focus on. Say, okay, well, I'm doing this right. Um, there are a couple of things I need to improve upon. And then those things they can work on but they need to have some reinforcement as well, because if they think that everything they're doing out in the, out in the, the practice tee is incorrect and, and wrong and is causing problems, then that just adds, I think, to the frustration and makes them not want to come back. I think that's part of the reason why you see so many people just not playing this game uh, and, or have gotten out, out of frustration. And I think part of it, we have to accept responsibility as teacher professionals. I don't know whether you agree, agree. with that or not. Totally. But, you know, yeah, I, totally I, I think that just, we need we need to grow the game, but we need to grow the game with adults because we're finding, right. yes, all these kids are taking it up, but the statistics are finding if they don't have an adult that plays golf, then they quit playing. So if we can grow the game right. with adults, and I'm in a great place to do that because these people are retiring, some of them retiring earlier, and mm-hmm. they don't want a golf swing model that is a tour player. They might like watching oh. them on TV, or but they like them for their personality, not necessarily for their golf swings. So I do work with the first tee of the Palm Beaches down here. I'm a coach for the Eagle class, and which are the little older kids, the more teenagers. Uh, and mm-hmm. But if we're going to grow the game and I'm going to keep them in it, I better have their grandmothers or grandfathers right. or parents playing golf, or they're not going to continue. So I consider myself, growing the game by starting adults. And I often have a a 60 year old woman or man who is starting golf and has never played. They certainly don't care about their uh, angle of approach. So I better find ways uh, to simplify. Yeah. And that's an, that's another great point too. And I mean, I'm all for, as you said, growing the game and I understand about the next generations coming up, but you're exactly right. If there's nobody for them to play with, um, and, and golf is not really being introduced in the school system like many other sports are. So if they don't have somebody close by that they can, you know, uh, play with or associate with in golf, then they're going to quickly give it up. And I think that's what happens. And unless they're, you know, somebody that has great aspirations of playing junior golf, uh, they're not gonna even going to pick up a club if nobody in their family does. And, I mean, we hear that all the time. It's like, well, my parents don't play or, you know, I, I think I had a great-grandfather once that played, but – you know, other than that, there's really nobody that they can associate with. And, and, you know, we're creatures of habit. So we like to, you know, if we see other people doing things, we want to do it as well. So you're exactly right. I think you have to um, reach out to um, the adults and, and get them either engaged or re-engaged in some cases um, if we want to, you know, work with the next generations. 
Um, Sue Ellen, unfortunately, right. we're out of time. We, Cindy, we've got to have her back because this half hour went by so fast, we didn't really get a chance to uh, to get into some other things. So let's, um, let's to her convenience, let's uh, get her back. Yeah, I think we need to do Thanks, that. Thanks, Ted. Thank Sue you, Ellen, Cindy. Yeah, thank you very much. We appreciate it and uh, some great words of wisdom, and we will continue this conversation the next time you're on the show. Thanks so much. Bye now. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. All right, LPJ teacher professional Suella Northrop. Um, you can find her all over uh, the web, and um, really, really great friend. And that was nice of her to do what she did at your wedding uh, to sing. And um, I'm sure you've got a lot of fond memories um, of her over the years. Yes, she's great. She's such a server. Just awesome. I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. Um, before we bring on our next guest, I just want to read uh, something out here uh, that uh, coming up this weekend, a, a, a friend of mine who is also um, an LPGA teacher professional, Jamie Leno Zimron, uh, is uh, conducting a very special online golf mastery school, uh, which is going to be coming up this uh, Saturday. Um, and uh, as I mentioned, Jamie uh, Leno Zimron is going to be teaching that from Lake Tahoe, California. Uh, she has been a regular guest uh, instructor on uh, Coach's Corner, which is a segment I run on my Thursday evening program for several years and is known as the Golf Sensei. Uh, she uniquely blends her expertise as a six-degree Aikido black belt, uh, somatic uh, psychologist, mind-body fitness trainer, and corporate speaker to help those reach their golf potential. Um, the Golf School Mastery will give every golfer effective new holistic concepts, skills, and drills to expand uh, your understandings of the golf swing and every aspect of the game, and it is designed for pros as well as amateurs and newer players too. And you will cover physical fitness, uh, physical golf fitness, excuse me, uh, full swing patterning for uh, confidence and consistency and short game sharpness, and um, also uh, mental and emotional self mastery over stress. Um, you can tee it up with Jamie on Zoom starting this Saturday. Uh, five days of one and a half hour training sessions for less than. Um, the price of a lesson registration under events at www.kigolf.com or you can call Jamie at 760-492-GOLF-4653 and that's K-I-A-I-GOLF.com We've got a special guest coming on this morning uh, Mandy Von C from V1 Sports she is the senior uh, sorry the regional sales manager for the southeast region uh, she brings a, an enthusiasm for client relations and a knack for bringing uh, finely tuned product solutions to businesses that need them. Uh, Von C comes to V1 after a successful run as director of operations at RoboGolf Pro. So, uh, Cindy, let's welcome our very special guest this morning on the second half of the show, Mandy Von C. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, guys. Thank you so much How are for you? having me. I'm great. I am really great. I, uh, I'm happy to be here this morning to talk about my um, work at V1 and my team. I'm, you, could, you could also call me the cheerleader of V1 for sure. Awesome. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I am the, a sales manager. And, you know, Ted, no offense, but I'm only in my 40s. So you don't really have to go <laughs> senior, do you? I mean, come on. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I'm in sales for uh, V1 Sports. V1 is uh, a company that has been offering tools to capture, review, and analyze athletic movements 
um, using seamless voiceover video lessons since 1995. So we've been doing this a very long time. And uh, you guys mentioned in your interview with Sue Ellen, the industry changing and boy, has it ever in the last few months. <laughs> For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, so tell so me, you can't do, I, I, you Go can't ahead, do sorry. live videos, can you? Live lessons? Well, we we can actually, you know, we, uh, the V1 golf mobile app is for golfers, which is the free, our free app. And then our new, the V1 pro app, which is the app for professionals, um, has a new FaceTime feature. So at the end of May, we will be releasing that in an update and, uh, all of the 10,000 golf instructors in our network will be able to do live remote, uh, FaceTime lessons with their students. Very exciting. Wow. That is very yeah. exciting. That's yeah. a big deal. Do you? It is a big deal. Um, yeah, because I'm. We need to have you on the LPGA thing. I'm president of the Northeast section, and we're all, you know, we're doing happy hours. And I'm also chairman of the professional development committee. And we're like, okay, what are you using? What are you using? What are you using? And nobody's been able to do. Uh, my husband and I have been doing FaceTime with students, and so thank you. Yeah, we're we're excited about it. We um we you know, some of our team members have been asking for it and then it became super important during COVID um when, you know, golf instructors can't physically meet with their students. So it became very important for V1 to you know, present some tools that allow you to do that remotely. Um FaceTime was absolutely one of those. So within the app, you will be able to review your swings and then connect with your students students um, to their V1 golf app. It's super cool. It's all within the V1 environment. Um, so in addition to the, the FaceTime feature alone, we've been able to push out what we're calling the V1 Marketplace. It's a really cool web portal that all of our golf instructors can receive revenue through golf lessons that their students can purchase within the V1 environment. So there's, the student goes to a web page submits their swings, purchases a lesson remotely, and then it shows up in the golf instructor's app, and they go do the lesson and send it back. So one of those uh, you guys were mentioning with Sue Ellen, some of the frustrating things about learning Mm -hmm. golf, and, you know, our tools are here to try to help the instructor connect with the student to make that a little less frustrating for sure. Wow. Awesome. Ted, go ahead. Yep. Let me ask you, Mandy, um, just for those that, that are tuning into the show that maybe not that familiar with V1, um, you mentioned some of the upcoming um, improvements that are, that are going to be made in some of the new releases. But generally, how does it work? Uh, I know we don't have the visual component here, so it's a little bit difficult, but what are some of the features that the coaches can use through V1 uh, to help their students? You talk about the upcoming FaceTime, which is going to be a big uh, improvement, obviously, for uh, you know, sort of those uh, lessons that uh, allow them to work together simultaneously. But um, traditionally, what has been the approach with V1? So if, I, if I'm an instructor using V1, what can I do with it? And what can the students, how can they interact? And what can they benefit uh, um, from uh, V1 as well? Sure. So um, V1 software keeps you basically connected with your golf instructor all the time. So the student and there's um, over 100,000 students with our free V1 golf app. You can go get it um, at the, you know, 
on the Internet Apple Store V1 website. And you, in the app, it will show you how to film your swing down the line face on. It will also show you how to connect with your golf coach. Um, we want all of our students supporting the golf coaches in the world that cannot be at the course. And by um, filming your swing and sending it to them through the app, your golf instructor can help you improve, you know, remotely all the time. So the, within the app, there are tools for the instructor to um, do tour model comparisons. And, Cindy, we have a huge database of LPGA tour model swings. Um, Kelly Hurst, our director of marketing, and I are pretty um, passionate about collecting the LPGA tour swings because most beginner golfers should be referring to those swings and not the uh, professional guys because that's just, you know, not uh, apples to apples. So in addition to tour model comparisons, there's drills within the app that the golf instructor can then send back with a voiceover lesson. So the student might get back from their golf coach a voiceover about their swing and then a tour model comparison that could be an overlay or a side-by-side and then a drill to work on. Um, so that's sort of the app and the uh, software solutions. In addition to the mobile, we have a studio solution that has lots of high-speed cameras, and we can help build, you know, home golf studios or, or studios for academies and golf courses. However, that has just uh, not been our focus for the last few months, although we're looking forward to the golf season opening and that coming back online. Um, I would love to talk about the V1 game. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. Have you heard about mm-hmm. our new V1 no. game? No. Oh my goodness! It is so it is so cool. Uh, Dallas Webster <laughs> is our new uh, V1 rock star, and he developed what we call V1 Game. It is a GPS on the course, deep performance analytics, and it is um, really slick. The cool thing about it is the student or the golfer would have V1 Game, and it's a shot tracker. You put it in your pocket. Has uh, automatic shot tracking, which is super cool. And the, um, so it tracks you around and it saves it. And then we have what we call V1 coach, which sends all that data to your coach. The cool thing about the coaches piece is that you can create a team and see all your players data next to each other. So pretty slick, pretty slick tools. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing really what, what you're able to do now with, with technology. Um, Mindy, let me ask you just to, to go back a little bit, you know, we're, we're all dealing with this, this current environment and, and, you know, many golf courses that were closed um, are beginning to open up. So that's obviously a great sign for our industry. Um, do you see with what you're coming out here at the end of the month um, as a sort of a new wave of golf instruction, do you think that this is going to, at least in the interim, um, it is going to be in very, very high demand because obviously many courses, even though you can go and play, you still can't take lessons just because of the social distancing and that. Do you see this with FaceTime and that being sort of the new um, way of, of uh, teaching golf? Absolutely. I mean, you know, yes. There, I talk to golf instructors on a daily basis all over the world, and it's been interesting to see how each country has kind of come back online. And de- remote lessons are absolutely going to – is a thing to stay as far as what I'm seeing. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in Charleston, South Carolina, so it's nice and sunny here. There's a lot of people in the golf courses. There's, the guys are still out teaching <laughs> golf here. 
Um, mm-hmm. But everywhere else in the world, remote golf lessons is going to be, you know, a new, a new normal. And I think uh, V1 has done a really good job to give those guys tools to, to help in their business and keep them teaching remotely in addition to, you know, in person. And that's what we're, that's well, what we're trying to do. Yeah, and I and I would agree with that. I think that you're you're seeing more and more of that um, happening, even outside of our current uh, environment. I think people have, as technology changes and becomes more advanced, people are um, looking to, uh, you know, be able to find more creative ways to to get information. But I also think, in addition mm-hmm. to the social distancing, I think part of the reason we're going to see things like FaceTime, that technology. Uh, moving into the forefront is just the simple fact that, um, and again, removing what we're currently dealing with, but under normal circumstances, everybody's just so so busy. They don't have necessarily time to go to the golf course um, for 30 minutes or an hour. So that's obviously another benefit to be able to utilize the V1 software is the fact that they can do this at home and then go when it's convenient for them to the golf course to work on some of the stuff that their instructor is, is teaching them, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, it, of course. And, and, you know, schedules are so different now. And, um, yeah, that, you make such a good point. And I, it's, to be able to see someone, in, you know, immediately, remotely, and work something out is, is just, you know, I mean, that's such a time saver. It's funny that you say that because I work with golf instructors, like I said, all over the world. And I've gotten to where when I get on the phone with them, I'm like, hey, do you have a quick, you know, 10 minutes for a Zoom call? And I've connected with people, you know, face-to-face, of course, over Zoom. But it seems to be so much more efficient to be able to look at someone and, and, you know, work something out and help their business or help their golf swing and then, you know, move about your day. So, yes, I mean, I think it's it's a little bit weird that we're not connecting in person, but we're also connecting more so in a different way because it's a lot. I've done – I did six Zoom FaceTimes yesterday or Zoom calls with people – um, three in the U.S. and three overseas. So it's a it's an interesting new dynamic that we're in. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I, I you know it's, what? It's, it's making us think yeah, different. Yeah, it's it is. Think it, it is. Yeah, for sure. That's well, we you uh, know when we yeah. when 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 golf courses Sorry. closed, you know we we were like, oh my goodness. We have this huge network of golf instructors that don't that can't collect revenue. We were like, what do we do? So we created a tool to do that. And so we, it's like so cool because to be able to just push that out there and and connect people, you know, during this kind of scary time is, is pretty special. I'm super proud of my team for, you know, doing that, supporting those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, you know, again, obviously technology is something that we have to uh, embrace. That's the way the world is, is going. Um, and we obviously have to be mindful that, you know, not to overcomplicate the process. So I like the fact that, you know, with adding this interaction with the students in, in real time helps to give them a better understanding uh, rather than just, you know, a back and forth, um, you know, with, with information and, and certainly the voiceovers. And I know V1 has been very successful with it, with the you know, previous platforms and that. 
but I think adding this additional component is going to help it uh, be a little bit easier because it's very confusing for some people, especially for some of our older golfers that, you know, are using this technology, um, which brings me to this point here. Are you able through your data that you have with, with I think you said in excess of 100,000 uh, app users and that, are you able to get some demographics as far as um, not necessarily in a percentage, but an idea of how many of them are, you know, um, in a certain age group, how many of them are, 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 you know, older golfers? How many of them are younger golfers, female, male? Are you able to um, get into that data at all? We are, actually. Yeah, we, we do. We have um, my team, that's our marketing genius, Kelly. Um, and, yeah, she, she can sort of pull some of that information out and then share, you know, some tools that might, we might think are helpful for a certain demographic at a certain time. Um, obviously, V1 game would be great for young kids or college kids or teens. And then maybe the free V1 golf app would be a great um, tool for, you know, older folks that are, are literally not, you know, leaving their homes and need to work on their golf swing in their living rooms or backyards. And so, um, yeah, she definitely, we definitely um, can look at the different demographics of who's using um, and working with our tools. Well, it's just interesting because, you know, you know, we always associate this technology that we see in the golf industry as something for uh, a lot of our younger golfers um, being more tech savvy, for, for lack of better terms. But the truth of the matter is there's a lot of adults and even seniors that have um, adapted very well to some of the technological changes. So it would just be interesting to see from a percentage standpoint how many older golfers are you know, taking advantage of, of V1. Um, it would just be interesting to, to have that information at some point. But, um, no, I think it's a great – I mean, I'm very familiar with V1. I don't know all of the, the ins and outs, but I've, I've used it, and um, I know a lot of people that, that um, are, are very well entrenched um, as, as teaching professionals <laughs> with it. So they're very – yeah, they're very – yeah, they, they can't live without their V1. Um, so, yeah, it, it's very good. Um, what do you see – let's fast forward a few more, you know, maybe another year, two years down the road. I know you can't give every, you know, detail out, but what are some other trends that you are seeing or have seen that you guys are working on now or are considering for future besides what you're doing now? Is there anything you can share with us, um, or is that kind of under the under the radar? We have lots of secret under, secrets under the radar, Ted. No, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um, I'm a huge I'm a huge cut up to you, by the way. All my golfers will tell you that I usually play jokes on them, and um, I'm always cutting up with people. But anyway, the uh, integrations with with V1, our team is uh, super excited to announce some upcoming integrations: Foresight, SkyTrack. Of course, everyone knows about BodyTrack. Um, my right. my good buddy Terry Hashimoto and I are going to tear it up this summer and get some pressure mats out there. Um, but the integrations with with lots of big companies will be, um, mm -hmm. you know, will come out. Foresight and SkyTrack will be the first. Um, and then, you know, after that, we've got a pretty good pulse on our golf instructors and the golf students. So we are always paying very close attention to what's going on in the industry so that we can push products out to help them grow their businesses very quickly. And I, I feel uh, pretty confident in V1 doing that really well. Very good. Um, just one final question that I have, and Cindy, I'll, I'll turn it back over to you. Um, for those instructors out there that are not using V1, 
Um, shame on them first off, but no. Um, what would you say to them, some of the initial benefits that they would see using the V1 product? Um, thank, thank you for asking this question. And I would tell all the golf instructors that are not using V1, so please reach out to us. Um, Derek Masu and I will take good care of you. You can reach us at salesteamv1sports.com. But the cool thing about our software is that we give everybody a 30-day free trial. We do that so that you learn the software. You're trained on the software. My team will um, support you and train you as many times as you need to be. Um, our customer success team, Jackson and Will, are amazing. They are awesome. If you ever get a chance to work with them, please do that. They rock and they're brilliant. Um, so the tools that you have in V1 are, and the support that you have from our company are um, I would love to show them off to you. If it works for you, great. And you have a 30-day free trial to figure that out. I, I very rarely have someone that does, does not stick with us because we take very good care of our golf pros. So I would tell you to um, call us up and let me give you a free trial. With the, in addition to that, I will show you um, the V1 game and the V1 marketplace, two tools that are part of our software subscription that are mm-hmm. specifically here to make their, you know, to grow revenue for their business. So um, the yeah, I would I would ask people to reach out to me and to let me give you a free tri- thirty day trial. The other thing that we're doing, guys, is we have uh, we're holding weekly webinars every Wednesday and Friday. You can tune into a webinar and learn about V1 Pro Mobile on Wednesday and V1 Pro Studio on Friday, and then on Thursdays we're doing a uh, webinar the sales team will host. I'm actually host, hosting the one on Thursday to teach people about some of our products. This week it will be Marketplace. Next week we're going to have Doc Suddy on with Gary Palace, who's our VP that started the company in the 90s. So that should be a fun one. And then we'll have a V1 game webinar coming up um, as well. So we're doing a lot of information um, webinars and then sales webinars for people to just learn about the new products. And I would absolutely encourage you to tune into those. They're a lot of fun. We do a lot of cutting up on them, <laughs> and, uh, but they're, they're usually very informative. And I also have links to all the webinars we've done. If anyone's interested and wants to just reach out, um, we could save those and record them. Just very inf- informative about the product, more information that I'm just giving you here today. Very good. Um, Cindy? Awesome. Awesome. I would like a copy of that webinar. I did use it for a while and then I didn't use it. So I'm one of the ones that you need to scoop back up. Um, so I will reach out and get a copy of the webinar. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate I'll a, it. A, a download for the software ASAP for sure. For goody, sure. goody. I would love, I would love and to take gonna, care of you. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, and then we're going to get you on one of our monthly mastermind calls. Cool, I'd love that. Yeah, and I got I'm going to sign awesome. up for a lesson with Sue Ellen. I was listening to you guys interview with her, and uh, yeah, I'm going to have her. I'm going to go down to Florida and take a lesson with her. I'm a beginner golfer, so um, oh, I like to provide great tools. Oh I yeah, I am. Yep, yep. Awesome. So I, I'm all about providing tools, and then um, you know, seeing along the way where I can get really good golf lessons. Sue Ellen's going to be good call, I think. <laughs> Perfect. She's awesome. Yeah, yeah. She definitely. Awesome. Uh, 
Um, so, uh, Mandy, just as we wrap things up, for those uh, tuning into the program, if they want to go and learn more about uh, V1, where can they go? Uh, V1sports.com, or you can check out, we've got a really great YouTube channel. Um, so if you go to YouTube and search V1 Sports, and then you are more than welcome to email um, the sales group at salesteam at V1sports.com. My personal email is mandy.v1sports.com. Um, but happy to uh, answer any questions. And thank you guys so much for having me on this morning. I really had a fun time. Thank Not you. Not a problem. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Mandy, for joining us. And we'll, uh, we'll uh, have you back in the future and get some updates on some of the secrets you didn't share this morning uh, as they uh, start to unfold. But thank you um, very much for <laughs> sharing some of them. But um, thanks and, and uh, enjoy your lesson. I, I know you'll have a good time. Cool. Cheers, guys. Have a good day. Bye-bye. All right, you too. Bye-bye. All right, Mandy Von C., um, the regional sales manager for the southeastern uh, region for V1 Sports. And um, very interesting uh, product. I've used it. I'm much like you, Cindy. Um, you know, I've, I've used it in the past. I don't obviously use it uh, currently, but uh, I know it's a great product and uh, happy to, uh, uh, to endorse it. Um, Great show, very interesting. I loved it. We got to have. Let's get Sue Ellen back in the in the mix um, well before do. too long. Um, just well uh, she, she's a, a great guest, and you know, thirty minutes just went by so fast. So I know she's got lots more to talk about. So, and uh, maybe she'll even sing for us on air. We'll we'll see. But um, anyways, on behalf of uh, Cindy Miller, I'm Ted Odorico. Thank you everybody for joining us this morning uh, on the Women of Golf Show. We appreciate it. We look forward to having you join us next uh, Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern here on the blogtalkradio.com network. God bless everybody. Stay safe and happy golfing. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Ted. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening this morning to the Women of Golf Show. Tune in live each week by visiting blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf or on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, TalkStream Live, and, of course, Spotify. If you can't join us live, check out our on-demand section for previously aired broadcasts. To get updates for future shows and upcoming guests, you can follow us on Facebook at Women of Golf. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ted and Buck CEO and Cindy at Cindy Miller Golf. Please remember to join us next week on the Women of Golf Show. See you next time. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.